0: Hello and welcome to uh, Scripts and Pencils, the uh, interview podcast from the Comic Crush. I'm your host, Paul, as always. Uh, today, I'm very lucky to be joined by the man who I've interviewed more, more times than anyone else uh, ever. Uh, it's Joel Meadows from Tripwire. Hello. Hello, Joel. How are you?
1: I'm very well, Thanks. Good, that's
0: I'm I'm good. I'm good. You you're looking well. You're looking well. Um it's it's good to see you. Uh we haven't seen each other in ages actually. It's been a few months, hasn't it? Apart from the while. awards which
1: was a break. Oh, that's right. Yes, in August, the, but yes. Yeah.
0: Um oh, and I I think you did come into to gosh uh a, a few weeks back but we haven't really kind of hung out in ages so it's good to have no. this chance to, to catch up with what you're doing and what Tripwire is doing more importantly because you've got a lot of exciting things happening which we're going to reveal in the course of the next sort of half hour or so um I want to start with the latest Tripwire magazine because that looks really great um there are some great articles in there I mean You've managed to pack it this time with so, so much. In fact, it, 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 is it even bigger than the last one, the one that, that was out of, like uh, earlier this year?
1: Well, it, it's it's physically bigger, but in terms of its page count, it's exactly the same as the last oh. one. It just feels like there's more to it. <laughs>
0: that must be it. It's the, it's the girth. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. The width. The width rather than the length.
0: <laughs> um, but there is terrific stuff in there. It's particularly drawn to the Drew Sturzen um, article a uh, very fine poster film poster yes. artist that I'm sure many of your readers and many of my listeners and viewers know um but also you know you, there was a lot more film stuff this time is that right yes. like it feels like you had the 40th anniversary of Indiana Jones and the 40th anniversary of uh, an American werewolf in London do you in, in, I know you primary primarily started out as a comics journalist am I right?
1: yes that's well. So I kind of, yes.
0: Hmm. But do, do, do you still get a kick out of, out of d- stepping outside that and doing film stuff?
1: Well, I've always enjoyed film. I mean, the American Wealth in London piece that we, we runs in the mag is actually written by Stephen Dalton, who's written for Enemy and The Guardian. Hmm. Um Obviously, the, as you say, the Drew Struess and the Indiana Jones piece was written by myself. And the 2009 feature interview with him was also done by me. I, I'm a huge film nut. As I'm sure you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I've always, I've always loved film. You know, from when I was a kid, I remember going to see some really dodgy Doug McClure films at the old flea pit <laughs> cinema in Hendon. Uh, one called War Wars of Atlantis, which hasn't aged particularly well. Um, but I've, I've always loved cinema, and I've always loved film. Um, and it, you know, we used to have music in the magazine, and then we kind of parted company with a guy that used to do our music reviews. Mm. Uh, but film and TV is a much better fit. I feel yeah. us, it, it complements comics and you know much better than music. If I'm honest,
0: I I actually completely agree with that. I, I think there is that that visual complement, as you say. Um, I, I certainly enjoy covering film stuff and I'll be doing more in the new year. But um, uh, yeah, it, it's always interesting to see. And of course, those worlds are often are now fused thanks to the MCU and things like that. Yes, um, but I mean, you do still get the comics content out there Um, and I was pleased to see a lot of that stuff in the mag Um, in particular one thing that really kind of uh, caught my eye was the the article on on kickstarter and how kickstarter is helping fund new comics and get get kind of new comics talent out there Um, what kind of made you want to approach them about talking to you
1: well I guess that the the idea of you know Kickstarter is playing it plays a major role in, in comics publishing now, and a much bigger role than it used to. And you know, the models change, the comics market has changed, and, and you're seeing lots of big players, people like Scott Snyder, uh, Liam Sharp, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, who are all using Kickstarter because they can't get their work, or you know the the mainstream companies they've changed their tack, and what they want to publish is is different to what they would have published a few years ago, and it gives publishers and, oh, sorry, it gives it gives creators the opportunity, you know, to have complete control over the work that they want to put out. Um, and it, it's, you know, if you look at the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic and now well, we're kind of semi post pandemic. Um, you know, Kickstarter is a is a major player. And I wanted to reflect that. Like look, the first print issue we did in January, we looked at the pandemic and how it's changed retail. Um, and I wanted to have a piece in here about how comics kickstarter has become a you know major part of the comics publishing model
0: now mm. and of course looking at your power list you know keanu reeves is top of that yeah. and he he along with matt kint and, and ross ritchie at boom launched a, a staggeringly successful i mean probably the most comic uh, successful comics kickstarter in history, I imagine I, I doubt anything. I think it is we, have, we it. have
1: the top ten in our in our feature, but I think the mm. might well be at the top because, as you say, it it didn't make a hell of a lot of money. I mean, you know, Reeves is a huge figure; everybody loves his films, thanks to John Wick and Matrix, and and he apparently comes across. I've never interviewed him, but apparently comes across as you know a very nice guy. Mm. But you know, it you know, Boom have used they've they've uh, embraced the Kickstarter model. You know, they've made it work extremely well for them.
0: Do you? I mean. The- i remember there being a lot of controversy at the time um of that particular kickstarter around you know oh hollywood guy comes in and, and it's taken away attention from more deserving comics creators and comics pros do you have a feeling one way or the other on that
1: I'm not sure. I mean, it's I mean, atten- all attention, if you look at it in some ways, all attention is good and it's positive. And if it, if it brings attention to the comics industry, <clears> even <throat> if it is, you know, a particular big project, you know, it's possible if people see Berserker, they might go, OK, let's look at something else that Boom does, which isn't, you know, written by a you know, big Hollywood figure. And they, they might check out some other comics. So you'd like to think kind of like a rising tide, you know, raises all, all ships.
0: Yeah, sure. So
1: I'd like to think that it has had a positive effect. You know, I mean Boom have had a very, very good sort of last 18 months. I mean, you've had Once in Future, you've got Berserker, you've got Something Is Killing the Children. I mean, they've had an amazing, you know, year and a mm-hmm. half. Um, and I, I like to think that hopefully it will translate into, into sale of other comics. Hopefully, you might get people to pick up other comics. So I'm I'm really not sure, but I, I'd like to think that it does have a positive effect on comics in general.
0: Absolutely, I'm inclined to agree, to be honest. Um in terms of the art articles in the, the magazine, do, do you have a favourite of your of your own? Not, it doesn't have to be written by you, but if it is, that's okay. That's okay. Um, do, is there something you really enjoy putting together more than any other piece, or is it all kind of just, you know, the, the entirety of the project that you enjoy?
1: I mean, I've had to pick one thing. It actually wouldn't be something that I wrote. It would be the American Werewolf piece because I I like I I played with the You know, there's a kind of got like a red underlay, and you've got the werewolf scratches. You know, behind it, and it was kind of I did it as a bit of fun because you know I I try and make each feature look different. You know, I've been sort of teaching InDesign recently, and you know I I talked to him about this idea of a concept of, of a feature having an idea, and you kind of carry that idea through. And I wasn't sure because it was white text on red. I was a bit worried it'd be hard to read, but I think it's come out really nicely. And I think it's, it's a, you know, it's it's a really strong piece and I'm I'm very pleased with it. I mean, hopefully the, the whole package is is strong and, and I hope it's stronger than the... And last one was fine. We hadn't done a print mag in 10 years, but I'm hoping I'm beginning to get a little bit of a better feel for designing for print again after such a long gap.
0: Given the sort of, I mean... There never seems to be any less magazines. When I go into a, a news agents like Smith's or whatever, there never yes. seems to be any less magazines. However, we are constantly told it is a dying industry, mm. and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I actually like a good magazine. Yes. I'm, I'm old-fashioned that way, I guess. Uh, but equally, I don't mind reading digitally. Yes. Given a preference, though, I, I would pick a, a paper thing every time. However, do you... F- feel that Kickstarter is the way forward if people want to put out specialty uh, publications like yours?
1: I think it's a great way to do it because you can gauge the audience. You can say, okay, these are our kind of core people who followed us. You know, obviously we've had the website for six years. We had the print mag Mm. prior to that. And it's a good way to gauge. I mean, the Kickstarter is... You know it, it's live you know as people are watching this but we've we've done like a pre-launch thing to get a sense of how many people are interested but i think it's i think it's a really good model because it does give you an idea i mean admittedly we, we use a mixed model because we sell through the direct market we sell our fantastic full cover is available in the direct market but the hellboy mm. cover is available uh, through crowdfunding um, both great covers by the way thank you um so basically it's it's you know it's it's trying to open up our market and, 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 you know, with things like the crowdfunding to offer people things that they can't get anywhere else. Like we've got some really cool, these, you know, past posters and some really nice stuff, which, which people can't get, you know, unless they, you know, support the Kickstarter, but mm. if people just want the magazine, you know, they can go into, you know, into your their local comic shop or they can order it from diamond. They can just get the, if they just want the mag. So, yeah. You know.
0: Um, I mean, it, I, I've seen it obviously at gosh, uh, where I, I, I work part time and, uh, yes. it looks great there on the shelf. It's nice to see a comics magazine uh on the shelf. Um and and speaking of your 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 own Kickstarters,
1: yes, yes. We can
0: now talk about the, the current Kickstarter that you have running. Uh yes. now what's this one for?
1: Uh well it is it is it is for the print magazine. I mean we have mm-hmm. done we, we we did a, a kind of a previous campaign before, but we're we're offering slightly different perks. Um, Andy Bennett, who's my artist on the Sherlock Holmes thing, um, as as one of the top levels, is offering just offering three sketches. <clears throat> he does these amazing Muppet sketches. He calls them Muppets Noir. so they're they're based like dark versions of your favourite Muppet characters. Um, and and for the I think for the ridiculously knockdown price of three hundred quid, mm. you can basically get Andy to draw your favourite Muppet you know, with a kind of like a sort of dark twist. Um, So I think that's amazing. Uh, And we've got these really cool pastiche posters uh, what we've done is we've looked at classic moments in comics history and said, you know, what if Tripwire, you know, like covered the first issue of Hellboy or, you know, what if Tripwire sure. was there when Fantastic Four 1 came out or when Thor 337, when Walt Stevenson started his amazing Thor run. So we've got our friend John Bishop to come with these amazing posters where he's taken the classic logo. So for Thor, for example, that wonderful broken logo and he's and he's created a Tripwire logo. So they're kind of fun. They, You know, they're pastiche posters, you know, where. You know, we were not selling them. They just put. They're just part of the Kickstarter. They just. They're just a perk. You know, they're they're a bit of fun, really.
0: I'm I'm sure you remember buying a lot of those comics the first time round, right? I mean, uh... well, some of them, yeah. Some... I mean,
1: Thor, I used to borrow from my brother because um, I was a DC reader, but I would read Marvel stuff <laughs> from my from my brother. I did get the first Hellboy. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, a bit too young for Fantastic Four one, obviously. But uh, yeah, and, and, and Walking Dead, I missed out, which I curse myself to this day because I probably could have made quite a bit yeah. of money and I didn't even buy it because it just kind of passed me by like an interesting book but you know you know I just I miss that so
0: I'm not sure I was even buying comics when Walking Dead number <laughs> one came out I think I, I probably had one of my my periods I've, I've had a lot of periods out Yes. do did you, did you ever do that? You, you, you kind of skip well, not, and drop out every now and then? Or well, not, well, we've done the magazine kind of... for
1: nearly 30 years, so it's kind of difficult to No I choice, to tried, just... <laughs> not much choice. I have, I have to kind of keep on track of what's happening. Mm. You know, in terms of comics, it has been interesting to to watch how the industry has changed. You know, since we started the MAG in ninety two, mm. you know, we launched our first issue where we, we our, one of our news items was was the launch of a company called Image with these you know five upstart artists from Marvel, mm. you know, and it's it's been interesting to see how that company has has changed, how the, how the industry's changed, you know. In, in, Absolutely, well, you know, it'll be thirty years next year, so yeah, it's fascinating to see that,
0: and also fascinating to see that Image is now kind of going back to superheroes. More yes, and more. of course, because there's, moving... there's all these spawn books and
1: yeah and as you say there are some superhero books. So it's you know it's it's interesting. But you know, that company is it's, it's a really interesting model. I mean, you know, Eric Stevenson, who's you know on our power list, he's done some amazing things. And without him, I think I think he's been like the guiding force of that company because you know, we talked about Walking Dead just now, you know, no Walking Dead, who knows what would have happened to Image. You know, they Mm. had a huge hit on their hands. And then you've also had these other books since. You know, they're very, very canny. They can spot a hit, you know, and they can also give people, you know, they give the creators their head to do what they want. And you had something like Saga, which obviously is back uh, very, very soon. So, Mm. you know, Image is a really interesting case as a comic company.
0: Absolutely. I think it's one where you can really chart, as you say, the changing uh, mood and temperature of the industry. Yes. do you still like looking at the comics industry? Given how yes. long you've been kind of reporting on it, yes. Um, because I, I, I've only been doing comics. I, I, I don't want to call it journalism because uh, I'm not a trained journalist. Um, but comics punditry, if you like, for yes. A few years, well, commentary, so, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. That's, that might be a bit of word. There you go. I'm a bit more. I'm a bit more common than you, Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, perhaps.
0: Do, do you? Do you still enjoy it as an industry? Or does having to report on it, and I'm not asking for any kind of judgment on the industry yes. or anything like that, but does having to get in there and report on it so much kind of make you go, oh, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get into this right now. You know, or, does, or is there still as much excitement for you?
1: It, it, it I mean, I admit I, I am quite jaded sometimes because I've seen you know some of this stuff before, mm. um, but then there are still things I'm still excited about. I mean, I read, I, I read a batch of new stuff. I'm a little bit behind, but I, I got the human target, the first issue by Tom King and Greg sport I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really strong first issue. Fantastic and I read Cliff Chang's uh, Catwoman, the black mm. label book. And again, I thought that was a really good, you know, these are, these are mainstream DC books and they're still, and they're, they're really good. And there was still some incredibly talented people working in comics now. It's so I have to try and remind myself and, and, I've done four shows, you know, since, you know, post pandemic. And I really enjoyed it. I thought Thought Bubble, you know, particularly was excellent. It was nice. I got to catch up with people see people like Martin Simmons and mm. uh, Mike Perkins and, and people like that. And it kind of reminded me that there's still, there's still a lot of, you know, really great people in comics, and, you know, doing a lot of great work and it, it's still nice. And I'm also, this week I've been starting to look into the idea of doing the Sherlock Holmes strip, of actually publishing that ourselves. So I've been talking to people about some varying covers and I've got, potentially i've got some pretty amazing artists and one artist mm. which if it comes off it will be unbelievable actually the fact that this person will be doing you know a that cover first... for something that i've written which would be credible
0: yeah is that the first time you've written comics
1: uh well last january was the first it's the first mm. published strip the shall i come to empire builders it was a strip from 20 years ago which i sat on and then my friend Scott Braden, who does this thing called Lost Tales for us, he's got the Alan Weiss Batman thing in there. Great article, yeah. He, thank you. He said, have you got, you know, anything that you worked on which didn't quite work out? And there was a war comic thing, which ended really badly. So I said, I don't really want to talk about that. But I said, let's talk about Holmes. Mm. And I, we kind of revisited it. And I thought, you know what? There's still something here. And so I've gone okay. back to it and, you know, kind of rejigged it. And Andy Bennett's redrawn. And, and I've, got, I've got to write a script. So that's still really exciting. And that is comics, no question.
0: It's great. I mean, it's, it's great to see, and I, you know, I wish you every su- success with that. Um, so the Kickstarter is running right now as we speak. Yes, yes um, it is. And uh, how long does that run for?
1: It runs for thirty days. So it run, mm. It ends on New Year's Eve on the thirty first of December. I mean, we weren't sure about running it over the December period because they run up to Christmas. We thought we'd give it a go, and and see what happens. You well, know, I we, mean, we did I... fairly well last time, so we we, we live in hope. We should we hope that it will engage with people again.
0: I really hope people put their hands in their pockets and and, and support it because, as I said, it is great to see print magazines commenting on comics and to see kind of the the breadth of things that that Tripwire does. Um, Yes. And it's it's certainly always good to see that stuff. Um, And and certainly I think you get a lot of bang for your buck with the Tripwire uh, specials because they're they're nice and thick. Um, And, you know, you, you get a lot of articles in there. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm still reading through the last one because there's so much more stuff. <coughs> in it, so. Yes. <laughs> well, it t- takes time, Joe, as you know. We, we uh, as comics uh, commentators, uh, <coughs> mm-hmm. we do have a lot of stuff to read every week. Yes, that's, um, that's very, very true. But I'm really excited for you, and I, I really Thank you. hope it, it makes Thank its you. target. <coughs> and, and you know, best of luck to you. <coughs> Thank you. Now I'm coughing. Um, <laughs> Now, there are other exciting things happening in the world of Tripwire. There are indeed. Um, recently announced, Tripwire yes. presents Bristol Comic-Con in yes. 2022. That's right. Um, How are you feeling about going back to shows?
1: Um, Well, it's exciting. I mean, we worked on the, the two Portsmouth shows, mm. which went really well. We learned a hell of a lot. We'd never put a show together before, even though we'd attended so many. And it was, it was a great experience. You know, we got the first year, we got Walt Louise Simonson. Um, we got... Gene Haar, we got Cully Hamner, you know, year two, we got Roy Thomas, we got um, Steve Engelhart. So we kind of enjoyed it. So we thought because next year is the first anniversary of the magazine, it was going to be this year, but we thought we'd leave it for next year because this year's still a little bit problematic with shows. And I do, yeah. I take my hat off to anybody who puts one on and, you know, there have been some great shows this year. Um, so we thought we'd have a go, you know, and we're hoping it's gonna be a regular fixture. I mean, that's the plan. We have, a, we have the old hotel, um, for people above a certain age, I used to go to the uh, comic show in Bristol. It used to be the, it's now the Double tree at Hilton. It used to be the Ramada. Uh, they right. have done it up. It's, it looks a lot nicer and a lot cleaner and a lot more modern uh, than, it, than it used to do. And it's, it's still a nice venue. It's right in the centre of Bristol. It's only a few minutes walk from Temple Mead uh, train station. And, and we're hoping, you know, that the first year goes well. And if it goes well enough, we'll hopefully try and move it into a slightly larger venue. That's the hope.
0: Now, before we get on to the, the sort of really positive sides of this, uh, which are, are, you know, numerous, um, yes. I, I, I do want to ask, has it been difficult attracting guests, given everything that's happened, even for 2022? Mm. How cautious are, are guests being?
1: Well, we've got some amazing guests because we've got mm. a guy called David Macho on board, who's an artist agent who works with a lot of great creators. Um, and he also puts guests together for European comic shows. And he's been, I have to say, he's been amazing. He knows everybody. His his black book is even more impressive than mine, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, so he's been brilliant. And and so, to be honest, we haven't we haven't had anybody. Well, we haven't really had any no's, actually. We had a couple of that said they need to get back to us in a few months. But we haven't really had anybody mm. say, you know, we're not keen. I don't really want to come so far. That's good.
0: That's excellent. Um, because it, it kind of always worries me that... You know, you're here with a lot of cons, guests putting it out at the last minute at the moment um, just because of the ongoing kind of worldwide yeah, of situation, course. which uh, by the time we get into your show, which is September, I believe, 2022? Yes. yes. Do you well, have a, hoping, a, yes. a specific date?
1: It's the 3rd, the 4th of September, so it's the first weekend in September next year.
0: Fantastic. Um, now, I mean, I'm hoping by the time we get into that, this will be largely uh, put to bed in terms of, of this ongoing situation that we're all, all finding we'll find ourselves in. Um and fingers crossed for that. Exactly. Um so like who are you most excited about to see at the show? I'm not asking to pick favourites, but who who are you really kind of excited to 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 have over? I'm sure you're excited for yeah, well, nice everyone to have- but
1: well, yes, it's nice to have Howard Shaken back because he has been over here, but not for a few years. And mm. Obviously, he's an incredible creator and he's got a huge body of work. And there's a Times Square collection coming out next year, which includes Indeed. a new story, I believe. So that's really exciting. It's great to have him. Uh, Jorge Fornes, who I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name. So apologies, uh, Jorge, if you're listening to this. Um, obviously, he worked on Rorschach for DC and he's worked on Batman mm. and he's an amazing artist. You know, he's got this kind of incredible. David Mazzuchelli line, but with a, with a mm. slight twist. You know, and he seems like a very nice guy. He won our best new talent award, I believe, at the Tripper Awards, not last year but the year before, I think, or Motors last mm. year. And that's great to have him there. Uh, we have got Brian Stelfreeze, another incredibly talented artist. You know, his work with Black Panther was cool, is amazing, it? and you know, he's got again an amazing CV. Um, so we've got him. We've got Elena Casagrande, Spanish artist who does Blade Runner, and she won an Eisner for her work on Black Widow Marvel. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you incredible
0: know. work. Yeah. Yes,
1: so we've got them. We've got some great British talent. We've got Jock, who obviously is a phenomenal poster artist and a, a great cover artist. We've got Sean Phillips, who's actually doing. He's going to be creating an exclusive poster for us that we'll be offering on Kickstarter in January or February. It's going to be a pastiche of a classic '70s movie poster, which we're currently finalising, which is going to be a lot of fun. So you're not allowed there,
0: got, to. Uh, you're not allowed to tell us which poster, which well, we haven't decided yet. Alright, so oh, that's kind <laughs> of uh, that's the main reason. Uh, but it will be very. You're not just being so. coy.
1: He's a phenomenal artist, so I'm really looking mm. forward to that. And then we also got Martin Simmons, obviously. Department of Truth is a huge book. Uh, we've got Mike Collins, who's done, you know, he's a great comic artist. He's worked on things like um, Dark Materials and obviously Doctor Who, and he's worked on a load of TV stuff. Uh, we just got a really, inc- we've got a really nice lineup. We've got a good mix of of people. We, we haven't announced everybody yet. There are some other people. Got Lisa Hawkins, who's senior editor at Valiant, um, who's coming. We've just got, we've got a really good, we're trying to make it a good mix. We're trying to give people, you know, like a cross-section we've got Lawrence Campbell. Uh, we've got Kevin Scott, we've got Rob Williams in terms of British talents as well. And so we've got some other creators we haven't quite announced yet, but we will be. So it's, it's gonna be, a hopefully it'll be a cool weekend
0: it certainly sounds great i mean I, i'm hoping to make it down um, well, hope, we're more
1: than welcome we hope you can
0: make it down obviously thank you thank you um again just lo- love the opportunity to to meet all that great talent and also to to be able to kind of see what you guys are going to do yes. with the show and the space because um I, i'm i really enjoyed portsmouth uh, yes. i know i, and I say it every time you, you're on joel but i i genuinely did it was a good yes. show and I think Tripwire and everyone involved there did a, a, a really good job. Oh, What's yes, it been Clint. like um, working with the guys at Bristol for this? Well,
1: they've been fine. I mean, I'm doing it with my friend Andy. He obviously works mm. with me heavily on Tripwire. We've got Katie Cunningham who works with Time Bomb, um, who's been... Uh, great so far she's involved with the kind of the pr and a couple of other people behind the scenes we're gonna have uh, leonard saltana obviously you know leonard he's gonna be doing panels yeah. for us um, and there's a couple other panel people as well because the way i figure it is we're probably going to be too busy to do that many panels ourselves so we need some some top kind of panel hosts and you know leonard is amazing you know leonard is is one of the best people you know for comic panels i've seen him put on quite a few and you know he makes it look very very easy and he's brilliant i just think he's fantastic he's got such innate enthusiasm and, and such passion such love for comics you know mm. and he just comes across as such a genuinely nice warm bloke as well which really helps
0: yeah i i really love leonard um it was great to actually get a chance to see him again uh, at, at the tripwire awards, at the awards this yes year. um and he did a, a fine job of presenting along with yourself yes um you. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, this seems like 2022 will be one of the most exciting years uh, for Tripwire in a while. Yes. Um, are you nervous? <laughs>
1: Um, well, a, a little bit, but you know we've done some of this stuff. I mean, the other thing I've got we have we haven't mentioned this is the 30th anniversary book because it's 30 years of the magazine, so we're going to be doing a probably Congrats. like a 200-page anniversary book, which is going to be mm. a mix of reprints and new material, and also art from you know many of the artists who are going to be at the show, as well as you know some other artists who you know won't be there unfortunately. But it was feel it's, it's it's a big milestone. We did a 21st anniversary book in uh, 2013. We did a 10th anniversary book in. 2002 so we thought we need we need to mark this so this will be launching at bristol and we hope to do some events you know around the country you know places like bookshops and gosh and you know cartoon museum and and waterstones we want to you know this is a this is a milestone which we want to
0: commemorate and it's actually not that many comics publications that get to go for that period of time no Um, that's true and especially not ones that are still producing magazines um you know when you think about the ones that have gone by wizard and, and things like that and yes it's it, it's it's always kind of uh, sad to see them not still going but i i'd certainly um wish you all the best with it joel thank and you congratulations on in advance on 30 years i'm sure i'll be thank wishing you. you a happy birthday when it uh, when it comes along um but, uh, you know, thank you for coming to talk to us today. It's always, it's always a pleasure. So I'm, I'm um, really the person you've interviewed
1: more than anyone else.
0: That you are. I've doing. told you this before. You are, in fact, the, the, the person I've interviewed. I think I've I, we've spoken like four or five times. You would be pipped to the post by Ram V. However, yes. uh, because uh, <laughs> we had a, a, a fantastic interview, and I, I still to this day weep about it, that um uh. uh went very wrong technically it was a great interview mm. but uh yes. i just didn't have oh, the recording dear. of it well these things they, these
1: things happened
0: he, he would pick you to the post um mm. yes but there you go if you <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a, i'll send you a special award job next well time. thank you That's, yes it's a no
1: prize maybe i can get a yeah. no
0: prize from the comic De- it'll definitely be on the budget i'm on it will definitely be a no <laughs> prize but um you know, it certainly sounds like throwing stuff. I'm looking forward to coming to Bristol. I'm looking forward to to read the new magazine, and indeed to have a look at the 30th anniversary special. Um I, I'm sure I know someone who can sneak me a couple of early pages of that. Uh, oh, probably, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I, I wish you every success. You, you're doing really well, and, and thank it's you. Great Paul. to see. Always, always a pleasure. See, uh, it is always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, hopefully we can catch up for a coffee next week or, or the yeah, week after before Christmas. It would be, It'll be lovely. To, uh...
1: It would be nice to see you. So,
0: sorry, folks, we're just uh, we're just <laughs> arranging our own personal schedules on the show. You know mine, do you? Uh, but Joel, lovely to see. You. Thanks so much again for joining us. Um, and thanks, as ever. Any, uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anything else you want to add before we before we uh, disappear into the ether?
1: well no obviously people can support the kickstarter until the 31st of december there'll uh, be a I link in your, the the url the link will be uh paul you'll, you'll kindly share it i i, I will um,
0: kindly share the link um and, and the, for... the,
1: the, the 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 show url is is tripwire comic cons with two c's dot com um if people people can buy tickets now um, it will all be, will be in there
0: i i promise C. you
1: <laughs> You don't oh, have to I'm, laboriously type this in. <laughs> Kickstarter is too complicated for me to actually remember, but but the other one is one I can actually say. So so people can buy tickets now. They can buy early bird tickets. Um, if they buy the early bird tickets, well, it's saving a bit of money on the price. They can also get an exclusive Martin Simmons print. Uh, we we've we've got two hundred tickets. We've already started to sell some. So there's that. There's also the VIP tickets. So people can get early access to the show on the mm. friday afternoon and they can go around our exhibitions they can get to see the show before Two, anyone else
0: we should say just just 200 of the early bird it's not just 200 yeah no no
1: no it's just <laughs> the early bird so people will be able to get regular tickets but we're making early bird tickets available so if people want to get they can grab themselves on you know exclusive martin simmons print which is which is pretty nice so but they are selling at the moment so so yeah we're looking forward to seeing people again and we're looking forward to doing our own show you know, Portsmouth was great, you know, and we, we've we thanked them, they've been brilliant, they were very generous with their time. But you know, we feel like we want to do our own thing now. We wish Portsmouth well, of course. And mm. there is a you new know, Portsmouth show in May, and our friend David Bailey is, is involved with that. And you know, we, we wish them all the best, and we hope to come down, you know, to check out and see what Dave's putting on, you know, for the new show in May as well. So that it's been, no um, uh, it's been better said, they've been very generous with their time. I, we I'll, I'll give years. you.
0: I'll give you a shout, Joe. We'll make it a bit of a jolly. We'll head down yeah, a why don't we do that? Together. sounds like <laughs> a
1: plan. It'll be great. We need to get it in the car. It'll be, like, uh, be like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, perhaps. Uh. Yeah, the,
0: <laughs> the sedate middle class version. <laughs> well, exactly, Yes. So uh, we've almost got it dead on, on half an hour, Joe. There you go. Um, okay. I just want to thank everyone who's tuned in today and everyone on who's listening in on the podcast. Remember, there are more great videos on this channel. Uh, you can like, share and subscribe, all of which helps us out please do check out the web store on the Patreon, which helps keep the comic crush going. And, uh, we'll hopefully see you next time on the crush. Joel, goodbye.
1: Paul, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on here.
0: Thanks, Joel. And, uh,